All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. As we're here at about one twenty Mountain Time, still light out, but recapping the Oilers' frustrating loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is now two losses to the Columbus Blue Jackets this season, one in overtime back in January. One in regulation today, both quite disappointing. And I think Jonas Corposalo, the story, uh, making the saves when it counted. Uh, we've got a really awesome show coming up for you today. We've got former Oilers first round draft pick Rob Shrimp joining us live from Latvia in a couple minutes here. We'll get his thoughts on what happened today and uh, talk a little bit about his career as well. We'll recap exactly what happened for the Oilers. Like I mentioned, disappointing game, disappointing start. They made it exciting, but uh, just not enough at the end we've also got producer gavin the intern along for the ride as well uh, before we get to the good the bad the oily we'll give you a quick rundown of exactly what happened like i said it'll be quick because we want to get to the good part uh Kirill marchenko got the only goal in the first period giving the blue jackets a one nothing lead first shot of the game not ideal for jack campbell in the second period the Columbus Blue Jackets came out strong. The Oilers made it very interesting. Uh, Boone Jenner would score on the power play. Kirill Marchenko would get his second of the game. Patrick Laine scoring. That made it 4-0 for the Blue Jackets. At that point, the Oilers make a goalie change. Jack Campbell out. Stuart Skinner in. Stuart Skinner makes a couple big saves for the Oilers to keep them in it. And the momentum would change for a little bit there. Warren Fogle gets his 11th goal of the season. Leon Dreisettle scores number 36. Then it was the Connor McDavid show scoring goals in a couple different fashions. Taking over the game, though, uh, one shorty, one even strength. 
47, 48 on the season. Tie game going into the third period. And then Jack Roslovic would steal the show. He gets his fifth and sixth goals of the season, giving the Blue Jackets a 6-4 lead. The Oilers would score one more. Zach Hyman with his 28th of the season with an empty net. But that's where it would end. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets victorious over the Edmonton Oilers, 6-5. to five. Like I mentioned, a tough one. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Facebook as well. If you're on Twitter, uh, retweet, tell a friend. Also, uh, send your questions in if you've got any for Rob Schramm, who's going to join us in a minute here. First things first, though, we're going to get to the good, the bad, the oily, brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use the discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers is ranked amongst the best in Alberta. Give them a follow on Twitter at cornerstoneins8 and on Instagram cornerstoneyeg. With this, we bring in Rob Shrimp. All the way from Latvia. Rob, uh, thanks a lot for doing this today. Uh, good evening. How are you doing? Good, man. Can you hear me okay? We got you now. Okay, I think we got you now. Uh, well, we'll start off with the good today here and the good, the bad, the oily. And uh, for the good, I think that we just have to look at the brilliance of Connor McDavid. And uh, I mentioned those two goals that he scored. Uh, the first, taking advantage of a matchup, seeing Johnny Goudreau and walking him, one of uh, maybe the traditional Connor McDavid goals. And then his second, a slap shot, the clapper. He wanted that puck. He buries it. Uh, I mean, what can you say about Connor McDavid and what he can do just to simply take over games? Yeah, his his, his uh, is unbelievable. I, I I mean, I mentioned it in a tweet. Just watching him play out there, it's it's, it's like to hit the growth spurt before everybody else. But he's doing that at the NHL level. Uh, there's obviously a lot, a lot of great same time. So uh, his level of dominance is is fun to watch. It's entertaining. It's amazing. Uh, what I really liked about his game was in the first period. I believe it was Sean Curley was kind of Adam. There was another defenseman. Uh, I think it was Warburg was kind of going at McDavid and kind of trying to play that chippy game with him to get him off his game. And he, and he, he responded really well. I think the same shift he goes and, and then eventually takes over, you know, those two goals, he got the team back, put the team on his back and, and sort of, so it was fun to watch him execute tonight. Uh, he put in a great effort and maybe not enough, obviously as, as Columbus, you know, came up on top and, and, you know, six, four, six, five. Sorry. You can't, he did a great job. You know, he did his job. He, he showed up today. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll come up a little bit here throughout this show, but uh, just kind of a typical Connor McDavid experience. And uh, that's just what he does. Uh, we'll get to the bad as well here as we have to. And uh, the first two minutes and we'll, we'll, I guess more so focus on the first two minutes of the first and second period. Uh, First shot of the game, Kirill Marchenko, 15th goal of the season. And then, uh, you know, in the second period, it was still under two minutes. Boone Jenner on the power play, so maybe not quite as bad. But, you know, obviously you want to have a good start to each of the two periods and get off on the right foot. And today, unfortunately for the Oilers, just wasn't the case. Yeah, you know, it started with puck management on that first puck management. Just, uh, I think, unforced error, unforced turnover. And that was a little bit of the model the night i felt like watching that game it was unforced errors and, and really a little bit careless with the puck so, um yeah and i think that penalty at the end of the first period we just got done killing one momentum is obviously a key 
anything uh, for first first two minutes of the period. Obviously, last two minutes of the hockey, uh, you know, make, making good decisions. So it was tough to have again another another thing to go on. You know, power play to start second fresh ice and score. Um, so it was the game. It was just you know, it's an early game, so the boys are probably just that way. You know. <laughs> Puck management wasn't there, and, and that gave Columbus momentum uh, to do when you're on the road. You want to really, really suppress that. So that's probably something they'll be talking about video whenever tomorrow or the day after. That was a perfect transition into the Oily because, uh, I mean, it might even go back to your time with the team where the amongst the Oilers fans, we talk about how, man, these matinee games, the afternoon games are just a killer for this team. Uh, it, it's funny because, you know, we can talk about it. You lived it. You you played professionally for a long time. You played your fair share of these afternoon games. As a professional hockey player, how much tougher is it to get going in the afternoon compared to a typical seven o'clock start? Everything's routine, right? To the course of the season, into the course of your career, but to the course of the season, you're in such a routine or seven thirty games. Uh, whether it's with your food, your prep in the morning, your nap to get ready for those games. So once in a while, when you get jolted with those afternoon games, it is it is a bit of a shock. I, I really think so. I could see that in the game today, too. Um, looked, looked a lot more like others. I felt like halfway through the second and, and, and to the rest of the game. But it just took about a period and kind of, you know, come together. So uh, uh, it, it is. It's tough. It, it is a little fire trying to figure it out. And, you know, some. Sometimes you don't, even, you don't even realize it. You know, you go for your pre- call pre-game brunch in the morning and you, you feel, feel fine and then you go out in the game and it just doesn't sort of life like, like you want them to. Um, you're not seeing the plays the way you'd like to. And it's, it can be, it's a totally different, uh, yeah, it's totally different. The game's whatever that is, six, seven hours or then you're used to and your body's used to. So, um, but that being said, it, it is weird how that happens. You know, I talk about this quite a bit. You do, we do practice. The major, majority is at 10 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and whatever it is, nine or 10, whatever teams, some teams are different, but, but so you should, your body should be adjusted to, you know, being jolted at that time. When you have those games, like practicing games are totally different. So, um, um but I, I just think it's, you know, it's kind of weird that way that the total shock because you do skate at 10 o'clock most days, but to, to turn it on, on to commode at, at that, that time, uh, whether it be early afternoon, or I think, what was it yet? Yeah, like really? Uh, yeah, sometimes it's tough to find your stride early. Yeah, I mean, I, I joke with some people. I do the pregame show with TSN, and uh, someone was asking, what's the play today? And I said, if you're, you know, if you're on Betway and you want to win some money, go for the over because uh, Jack Campbell has struggled a little bit. Uh, these morning games, you know, there's going to be some goals, and the Oilers' offense, you know, can put up a lot of points. So Betway, I hope you bet the over. I'm, I saw there were some people going uh, live betting, trying to get the Oilers when they were down four. That would have been a really nice payday. Uh, do so responsibly, 19-plus, if you're going to use Betway. Uh Rob, when you when you see the goalie change the way it did, and Stuart Skinner comes in, maybe a little bit of a spark. I imagine as a player, you know, you want to win no matter what. It doesn't really matter who's between the pipes for you. But it, it, is there a little burst of energy that comes with that goalie change? Maybe a a kick in the pants from the coach with it. I think as a, as a player, you're really more you're more 
in the tune of we down and we just let Jack down. So it's, you know, you, you kind of, you pulled, you know, and that's that it wasn't on camera. Well, I felt like after they scored the first goal, I felt they made a couple really nice saves and settled the play down, made a really square save on the power play. Um, and, and he was seeing the puck well and stopping the puck well. So I don't think it was anything on Campbell. So on a, or a day like this one, uh, Campbell getting pulled as a teammate, you're like, we just let him down. What's his BS? Wake up. You just basically, we just screwed him over. So let's get our, you know, bring it together. Momentum, you know, that did bring some sparks to the boys. And I felt like they started playing after that. Um, doing a lot more. Um, so yeah, that was, it's not always, uh, as again, as a player, you just want to, you feel bad about letting your, your goaltender down. Uh, we got people here on our YouTube chat. Uh, Lance says, hi, Rob. Uh, you got a lot of people here saying hello. Uh, I think a fan favorite from your time with the team. Um, one of the, one of the most skilled players I think I've ever seen the, the, the silky mitts that you had, Rob. Uh, I think that that's what always, you know, comes to mind when it comes to you. Do you watch these guys today and think, geez, I wish I was playing it in this version of the NHL because it certainly seems to be a lot more offensive minded and a lot of these young kids coming up, just doing some fantastic things. Yeah. I think this is definitely told, uh, uh, this era is totally different than when when I came up. You know, it was, it was in the West playing for the Oilers, being drafted by the Oilers. The Western Conference, when I was uh, a year coming up, every team was big. Calgary, San Jose. I mean, I remember the, the first time playing against San Jose Sharks. It was, they were big. Really, Joe Thornton. Um, uh, I almost say his name wrong. Chloe. They had guys like this. Um, their, their, their roster was very big very heavy and it was the whole you see that's kind of that trend's kind of going a little bit away the west is still big but it's a lot the league is a lot more rope and you're just seeing the youth in the league now and you know how many guys under the age of the league and have prominent roles um it's pretty cool to see and the skill level is super high it's, it's definitely i think i think it'd be for me personally obviously i think i'd fit in a lot better in that old game as well the the chess match and the the hit and pinning and the you know the clutch and grabbing i mean by any means but i did enjoy that that cat mouse game of like you had to stay away from otherwise you get trapped (laughs) so uh, um you know it's definitely has its pros a lot more fun and i think uh you know my my through my career my my last year in june and that was with the new rules and the new skill like allowing skill to happen. Um, like why I put up so many points and people asked what the difference was. The rules changed. And again, I got to show my change a lot. And I think uh, the 0405 lockout, the new rule changes come to fruition here around 2015, 2016 is when it finally started to come to the of young skill, young talent getting to the league and, and, in the league so now we're seeing it really at the top we, the, the point, point totals you see obviously Connor mcdavid guys that are gonna, gonna hit the 100 point season or 100 point seasons and that wasn't the case you know high the highest point guy would be in mid 80s uh, or low 90s so skills really mm-hmm. rising up now and, and and the game's you know evolving and it's a lot more um 
in that type of game. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned those like San Jose teams, even going down to Anaheim with Getzlaff and Perry and, you know, yeah. the LA Kings. Those were some big teams. And uh, that was a tough road trip back in the day. And you're right. Now you're starting to see, I mean, I don't know, Jamie Ben with the points and scoring one year with like under 100 points. And that's not the case anymore. Uh, certainly a lot more offensive minded. Uh, Rob, when you look at this Oilers team and uh, what what's coming up here with the trade deadline, uh, is there a position of need that you think of, like I've, I've said it here, I just like to see Ken Holland make a move. Uh, just, you know, maybe help guys play lower in the lineup or show the guys on the in the room that you're trying to improve the team and you believe that they're a serious cup contender. Is there any spot that you think this team needs to look at to specifically improve upon? Um, you know, I think a, a high-level quarterback uh, defenseman would be in a really settling piece. I think that's something, and everybody wants that, and everybody needs that to the Oilers, but I, I think it, it is um, something that would be also in the mentorship do it. Uh, um, not somebody that's done it before and they're kind of at the tail end, but if you can bring somebody who'll do it, uh, I think that'd be really beneficial for other guys that are looking to fill that role later. Um, even in a veteran like Barry uh, and, and Darnell Nurse, these guys watching it that's out there that people have their their eyesights on and, and want to come there and hopefully maybe does from the player being on the ice with him every day would be a benefit to everybody around and the decor or that are going to be around or call-ups that get to come up and see that and be in practice and watch them in games. I think it'd be huge presence and that ability to dominate a game uh, being a defenseman, I think is, would be a great piece. Um, um, it had a lot, lot of depth and settled things like today or day like today, game like today. That was the problem. Uh, the puck wasn't settled down around. So somebody that come out there and make like three or four just pure great, great passes and on the other way against Columbus in a game like today would have been what they needed. Um, so going forward would be very good for for the Oilers. Uh, Rob, one last question here for you. I really appreciate you doing this uh, all the way from Latvia. I know it's after 10 o'clock there at night, so we do appreciate this. Um, obviously, the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to scoring goals, they're second lowest, but they found a way to get six against the Oilers. Uh, you look at the schedule upcoming for this Oilers club. you got the Bruins on Monday, then the Maple Leafs, two against the Jets, then the Sabres, then the Bruins again, then the Leafs. I mean, uh, w- what do you think the message is going to be from Jay Woodcroft to the team here? Because uh, going down 4 nothing against the, the teams I just mentioned, you're not coming back. I mean, they, they're going to have to really start to show up here because it's a, it's a tough schedule coming up here. Yeah, but th- I think that's a, do- that's a doomsday um, um, sort of thought, the way, you know, the way you're producing it. Um, mm-hmm. What I see is more like it, it, it was all self-inflicted today. And those are fixable. You watch it on film and you just, you know, you, know, you can literally say to the player, like, yeah, but with this puck, with this puck decision. And whatever that might be, it's like, well, obviously it's the wrong one. It, one let's, let's make, you know, early in the game, let's make better decisions. So these guys are pro players. The, the fixes, I think, from today's video are going to be very easy. It, it would be puck management. Just a little bit better decisions. And, I, and you know, the thing is, it's tough. Too, and I know that Columbus not high in score. It's their National Hockey League team, and they got a couple of National Hockey 
league sniper. So it any show up and a team can show up and that's the NHL. And that's, you know, when they talk about the betters and stuff, it's tough to me on hockey because you never know and a day like today. You'd think the Oilers would steamroll Columbus Again, Columbus showed up. They got some really good players on that, on that squad for whatever reason they're having a struggle this year, but they're professional and Columbus did show up today. Um, to say that the Edmonton, I wouldn't say that's fair. I think that they, Columbus did earn it today. Their, you know, line A was real. Like he had that jump in his step, was making really good plays. Jenner was all over it in front of the net, being a pain in the ass well today. So, so it wasn't just totally the Oilers lay down and let Columbus win. Columbus will. And then and Connor McDavid almost stole it back. And, yeah. you know, Columbus came in. And, and you know, they put, uh, it's the NHL. Like these teams, you know, these players are still really, really good. So um, I think, again, the video is going to be very easy to fix. Uh, what happened today. Rob, that's awesome. Hey, thanks so much for doing this today. We really appreciate it. And uh, maybe we can get you back on uh, down the road here. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Thanks for reaching out. Great. Take care, Rob. There you go. That is Rob Shrempa, former Oilers first overall pick back in 2004. I uh, had some great years with the London Knights, uh, played professionally around the world now in Latvia. So we appreciate him hopping on. And, uh, you know, hypothetically, if you ever wanted to go over to Latvia, maybe you reach out to the friends at AMA Travel, talk to them. They can help you out, make it happen. I hear it's a beautiful country and uh, yeah, you could have a lot of fun here. Now we've got Tyler Yaremchuk joining us here also, uh, Tyler, you're joining us from a basement in St. Albert. Is that correct? Yeah, not quite uh, Riga, Latvia, or wherever Rob Shrimp is uh, hanging out. Not quite as exciting, hey? Yeah, but the Wi-Fi is better, so that's, uh, that's a, a perk from this. So we'll, we'll move on, but we do appreciate Rob doing that. Staying up late to join us here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Uh, I, I feel like I might have gone a little too panic. I looked ahead to the schedule. I saw the teams upcoming. You got the Bruins. You got the Leafs. You got the Jets. Even the Sabres in there. Rob says a lot of the faults today were game management, and there's a lot of correctable moments. Uh, when you look at these upcoming games here, 
Tyler. Uh, how are you feeling after today's loss to the Blue Jackets? Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's hard to feel great, right? You just lost to the worst team in the NHL. You've now dropped or you only pick up one out of four points against them on the year. Like that's really not good. And I get they threw, you know, almost 50 shots on net. That's all good. That's all fine. But you're not going to get 50 shots on net against Boston, Toronto, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Buffalo, Boston, Toronto. That's a really, really hard stretch of hockey. And again, tonight there was one guy rolling and it was number 97 and everyone else just seemed more or less okay with just being passengers. And that, that can happen. I don't know why this team continues to do that against really poor hockey clubs and they show up against the good teams. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't know there was a lot of guys that needed to be better tonight. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you on that one. I thought uh, there was points of the game where I thought Fogel looked okay. Uh, I thought Ryan McLeod yeah. to start the game was okay. Their line was not bad, but you're right. Uh, a lot of passengers in this one, a lot of watching. Uh, what did you make of Jack Campbell in this game? Uh, a lot of people on Facebook and YouTube kind of throwing his name out there. Um, I, I personally, I feel like I would have gone with Skinner. I am. Um, the longer the season's gone on, I'm, I find myself going with Skinner a little bit more. But what do you think of Campbell's performance tonight or this here's afternoon? Where yeah, here's where I'll justify the Campbell start. Again, your next opponents are Boston and Toronto, and then Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Buffalo, Boston, Toronto. What one of those games do you want Jack Campbell playing in? It's a league where you need two goalies to succeed. Every single team that's in the playoffs is like that. You need a starter and a backup that you can rely on. If you can't trust your backup against the worst team in the NHL to not even like if he would have been average tonight, would have cruised to a victory, easy two points for the Oilers. If you can't trust your backup against the worst team in the NHL, that is not on the coach for starting them. That is on whoever put that backup in your organization, right? Like, I mean, come on. I know everyone's worried about Jack Campbell's feelings right now, but let's call a spade a spade. He was brutal again. And let's go back through his game logs here. Six goals against Colorado four tonight, obviously four against the Rangers, four against the Red Wings, three against the senators. Those are his last five starts, three plus goals against in every single one. He didn't even finish the game today and he still gave up four. that's brutal. That cannot be happening. If you want to be a team that's going to go deep in the playoffs and you can sit there and say, Oh, they should have gone with Skinner. He's the hot goalie. You got to start him. Eventually you can't go. However many games are left in the season here, 22, 23, whatever it is can't start Skinner 23 straight games. You've got to find spots to play your backup. Tonight was an easy spot to play your backup because should have been an easy win. And it wasn't because of that performance. The team in front of him was bad too, for a good chunk of that, but you need to save at some point. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about it last time on the post game show here, uh, the games that he's losing and giving up all those goals, he's getting support as well. Like he's getting goals for, he's just getting beat too many times. And yeah, you're right. You bring up a good point. You know, you do have to get him out there eventually. I just, I don't know. I'm worried about it. And I've heard some people say that you got to give him the shot against the Leafs because it's his former team. Maybe, I mean, maybe that gives him an advantage. I, uh, he wants revenge, whatever it might be, but I want to start the goalie who's going to give you the best chance to win. Yeah. And uh, yeah, right now, not too sure who that's going to be here. Um, the lowest scoring team in the NHL. I mean, that was second lowest behind Chicago is the Columbus Blue Jackets. They get yep. six past the Oilers. I mean, overall defensive play. What did you make of it? Let's just let's not put all the blame on Campbell, but a little bit in the guys in front of him. Uh, too many breakdowns. I know Darnell Nurse is getting a lot of criticism here today. Yeah, um, Columbus had 11 goals in their last five games coming into tonight. <laughs> 
and the Oilers let them score six. So that's going great. Um, defensively, yeah, I thought there were some issues. I thought Darnell Nurse had a couple of rough moments. You know, Tyson Berry made a couple of tough reads, but none of them turned out to be that problematic. I thought Vinny DeHarnay was fighting it. There was one shift in particular in the second period where he kind of just stood off to the side and Skinner left him the puck and then looked and was like, oh man, I got to get it to this guy. Swiped it over to him. DeHarnay immediately turned it over. So like he wasn't great tonight. One of the first games he's played in the NHL where I've been like, Ooh, he was out of place. Took the bad penalty as well. Broberg made a bad pass. Like you can go down the list defensively. They were not great tonight. Um, but I mean, how many shots did they end up giving up at five on five by the end of the game? Only 20. If I'm only giving up 20 shots on goal, I get that uh, natural statric has nine of them from high danger areas. That's still not like a brutal defensive stat line by any means, um, but it does emphasize that, yeah, they need a D-man here ahead of the deadline. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, it, it's starting to look like Patrick Kane's going to the New York Rangers uh, more and more. He yeah. left the team in San Jose. Um, there's moves being made. There's, yeah, got to crank up the urgency a little bit, I think, for Ken Holland. I'm sure he's making phone calls, but uh, we'll wait and see what happens in the next five and a half, six days here. Uh, Carl on Facebook, Oilers soft team. Easy to play against. Nate Sandpaper on the team. Uh, Dan says, Ken Holland is a plug. Retire now. He's certainly not going to retire now. He's got a nice paycheck coming. He's going to keep going with that one. He's got 10 more million to make. Yeah. Why would you be? He'd be silly to retire now. Uh, Gavrikov coming to Boston says, Lance. Uh, Loomis points out he didn't play. Tyler, you know, going where we are now. Looks like Patrick Kane's going to be out of the picture. Uh, I know Jonathan Taze was a guy who's high on your list. He's going to be done for the year uh, at this situation right now, this junction, is there a name that comes to mind that you think could be a, a quick, a quick fix here or something that would you know be an immediate impact player for the team? Ah, interesting. Um, I like the name Nick Jensen in Washington. I think if you're looking for a defenseman, who's going to help you make clean first passes and just give you a simple game, then I think Jensen could be a guy you look at. The only issue is like, I've been a guy who all season has been saying this is a year to go all in and spend the first round pick and everything. But as we get closer and closer to the deadline with names like Kane and O'Reilly and Tarasenko all being shipped away to other markets, I'm kind of starting to sit here and go, who's even worth giving up the first for? I know a lot of people are saying Chikrin is what they need. And Hey, who knows? Maybe if they give up, or if the asking price drops on Chikrin here, because Arizona might have to get desperate at some point to get a deal done. Um, maybe Chikrin enters back into the mix, but I don't believe that to be the case. Like I, I think if they would have really liked him enough to trade significant assets for him, they would have done it already. So I'm at the point now where I'm not sure. I'm not sure who out there is the answer for this team and is worth giving up a massive package for. I see someone will in the Facebook chat said Ekholm and Jano. Yeah, I would give up a lot of stuff for Ekholm and Jano, but I don't know how you make the money work. And that's a situation that Ken Holland's got himself into now where he doesn't have money that he can spend. So yeah, it's, it's not an ideal situation, but we'll see. I mean, Ken Holland, to quote my good friend, Bob Stoffer, he's uh, he gets paid a lot of money, right? So figure it out. And I, I'm paraphrasing and probably just being a jackass about that. Um, <laughs> but like, come on, Ken, like you got six days here or whatever. Make something happen. It's your job as the general manager to give Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl the absolute best supporting cast you can so they can go on a run because you can't waste the kind of season Connor McDavid's having. A hundred percent. I mean, and, and not just McDavid, but you talk about 
Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Zach Hyman having career years. Uh, looking at Ekholm, $6.25 million cap hit for another three years after this. And then Tanner Janot, I mean, I, I like him. I just don't get why Nashville would make that move. I guess if, you know, full-blown rebuild, but he's a nice player. And if the Oilers could acquire his services, I think that'd be a fantastic addition, especially getting into the playoffs. Um, now, we got a, a lot of people ripping on Ken Holland here on the you know, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, yeah. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button. We always appreciate that one. Um, and Jack Campbell. Yeah. Can we trade Jack Campbell? I don't think anyone's going to really want to acquire Jack Campbell. And yeah. then you're putting all your, all the, all of it on Stuart Skinner, which I don't know if that's going to be tough. Uh, Bouchard is lazier than I am. And Kulak is brutal. That's from Shane on Facebook. Wow. Yeah, I think Bouchard's quickly finding himself into the uh, whipping boy category here on this Oilers team. Not quite Darnell Nurse level, but a lot of people frustrated with old number two's game. I thought Kulak actually had a good game to mm-hmm. the contrary to what Shane says there. And Bouchard, I didn't think he was a problem tonight. I mean, unless I missed a bunch of really bad plays, but I mean, his stat line in terms of what was happening and, and like the results when he was on the ice, I don't think it was brutal. I'm just trying to find uh, it again. Yeah. Like when he was on the ice, they outshot him 13 to four. I guess they did get outscored two nothing, but that one goal wasn't his fault. That was probably his partner's fault. Um, I don't know. I don't get all the hate for Evan Bouchard, but uh, I guess people need a whipping boy. And I mean, there's a lot of candidates coming out of that game here tonight. Yeah. Today. Yeah. I mean, and it's never going to be Dayarne. It's not going to be Vinny. Everyone loves yeah, him. Like Vinny had a bad game today and no one's going to say anything about it. I mean, no. granted, he's your seventh defenseman making league minimum. So that's fair. Yeah, yeah, played 10 minutes. Uh, Darnell Ellers leading the way, 23 minutes, 22 seconds amongst the Blue Liners. Tyson Berry at 20. Uh, a lot of that coming on the power play. Bouchard, 16.55. Two and a half minutes on the old power play. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just a frustrating one. I don't know. The, the next couple games here, Ty, like yeah. I talked about it with uh, Rob, and, you know, he, he thinks it's correctable. I, I don't know about it, but... Uh, What's your confidence level at when you see the Boston Bruins coming to town, a team that hasn't even reached double digit losses and is still improving their roster, the Maple Leafs, um, another team that's improved their roster, the Jets playing good hockey. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of seems like it's gut check time for this team. And it'd be a real nice move, I think, for Ken Holland to inject someone into the lineup, but also, you know, show the confidence in the guys in the room. Like, hey, I believe that this could be our year. Let's yeah. go for it. Like you say, this is the year to, to do it. Um, these next couple games here, what do you think has to change? Is, do we need to see a little more urgency from this group? Yeah, I've been used. I've used the buzzword desperation a bunch of times and to the Oilers credit, like they had that back in January. When you go back and look at how they played against Vegas and Seattle and Tampa for that three game stretch, when they were so good and beat three really quality hockey teams, they were playing this like desperate brand of hockey. They were putting their bodies on the line. Guys were going out there and just playing mistake free hockey. It felt like play. There were playoff vibes, you know, and then you go back to what you're seeing now and it's just seems like they've reverted back to what they were early in the season where, yeah, Hey, if the offensive chances are coming easily, then they're going to have a good night. But if the other team provides any sort of resistance, they're just going to crumble and go, ah, it's not worth working hard for it tonight. So I, I think they need to play desperate. The good news is they, they tend to find a different level when they go up against these good teams. If you want me to be glass half full about this, they didn't play that well against the Rangers and avalanche yet still brought both of those games to overtime. If you want to be glass half empty, you'd say, hey, they blew leads in both of those. But listen, I'll try to be positive for a second here. (laughs) They brought a couple of cup contenders to overtime in a shootout over the last week or so here. 
maybe they can do it again for another stretch. I just mentioned they beat Seattle, Tampa and Vegas in consecutive games just a month ago. Maybe you can channel that a little bit, but I do think they need to at some point flip the switch of going through the motions and just playing like it's the regular season to flip. Let's play like every game's a playoff game and like our playoff lives are on the line. Uh, Norm on Facebook says, hey guys, great 20 minutes, same old issues, goaltending, defensive, old play, lack of intensity, first round yep. exit if this continues. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I kind of like the path for the Oilers in the playoffs in the Pacific. Obviously, they got to get their stuff together and play a little bit better here. Yeah. Um, how much of a loss is Evander Kane right now in these games, do you think, Ty? Well, yeah, you talk about desperation and swagger and playing with a bit of edge. Like Evander Kane brings all those things. You can't keep going through nights where your most physical presence up front is Connor McDavid like he was tonight. Yeah. So I think they do miss Evander Kane, although he wasn't even really playing great hockey in his last couple of games in the lineup. And I know it might have been because he was banged up. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, sure, they could use a top six forward who's scored at a 30 to 40 goal pace with this team. That That's kind of an obvious one. It'd be nice to have him. Yeah, for sure. Connor McDavid, five hits leading the team. He was uh, taking hits and throwing hits tonight or this afternoon out in uh, Columbus. Uh, Ty, anything else you want to touch on here before we wrap up? No, I mean, I don't know if you hit on it, but Vitaly Kravtsov got moved to the Vancouver Canucks and the return was like not at all what I thought. It's a prospect and a seventh round pick for a guy who was a top 10 pick in 20, uh, 2018. So I guess that that was five years ago. I'm just a little bit surprised that they didn't get a little bit more for a guy like Vitaly Kravtsov. It's William Lockwood and a seventh round pick. So uh, for those people who are maybe sitting there going, oh, you can just dump off pieces like Pugliarvi. I mean, Kravtsov still at least has a little bit more of that shiny prospect element to him. Um, and I get, you know, Pugliarvi's put up better results in the NHL, so maybe that helps his value. But I'm surprised that Kravtsov, basically on his ELC still making close to league minimum, wasn't able to get them more. But we're basically just waiting for the tweet saying Patrick came to the Rangers now. Like, it's happening soon. Yeah, yeah. Has to be happening soon. It, it, everything's leading to that direction. Probably, I don't know. When do you think it happens? I say before five o'clock going on an edge day or do you think they wait till tomorrow no i actually i think it could happen like any minute here like they waived decision and they traded crafts off everyone's been hearing all week that those were the two things they needed to make the money work so there you go yeah five o'clock sure set the over under <laughs> at five o'clock drop your uh, takes in the chat everyone over or under five o'clock mountain time uh facebook very just quickly here kane is irrelevant since the injury says ron dino says kane was barely even noticeable when he came back uh i mean yeah he's got to get healthy 100 percent to really be the player that he is uh, those ribs tough injury for sure injury. yeah we'll see how long it takes him to get back uh with that one uh should mention again, I mean, if you were on Betway dot or Betway today, 19 plus betting responsibly, of course, uh, took the over. I mean, that, that seemed like common sense today. You probably could have live bet the Oilers comeback tie. Did you throw some money down when they were down four nothing? Oh, I threw some when they were down three nothing and I was looking like a genius for a bit, but it wasn't a terrible day for me on Betway because I had Oilers 36 plus shots and Zach Hyman to score. So those both you know, came to fruition, but I missed on the Oilers puck line and I missed on a live bet. So I'm still, uh, still sitting here, not up a lot after that one. Wow. Well, you'll bounce back. You'll yeah. bounce back. I have full confidence that you will. Uh, let's get some predictions for next game. Uh, we might as well do this. We got to bring in our producer, Gavin, the intern, uh, kind of like his flu game right now. He's battling yeah. a little bit of a <laughs> headedness, yeah. but 
you know, like Jordan, he's he's fighting through it, doing everything quite well. He's got the stats going. Connor McDavid, two goals in a third consecutive game. Is it seven games in a row now for Drysaddle with goals? Yeah, yeah, it's seven straight now for for Drysaddle. So mm-hmm. I know people were kind of on him a little bit, but ever since then, he's kind of taken off and he's on his scoring pace again, which is nice to see. You know what? Hey, that's what they need coming up uh, against uh, these opposing teams here. It's going to be tough. So let's look at it. Boston Monday. It's a 630 start here in Edmonton. Uh, Ty, let's get a one Betway prediction and a score prediction. Who a Betway prediction. I'm going to say Zach Hyman's been a streaky goal scorer this year. I'll give you uh, if you want to lay some shekels down, go uh, Zach Hyman to score in a second straight game. And as far as a score prediction, I'm assuming Skinner's getting the start. I will try to give the people some positivity. I'll say the Oilers hang on and win that game three to two. It'll be real tight checking. Gavin, what do you got in this one? Yeah, like I know what they say. Net, life's the way too short to bet Denner, but playing the Boston Bruins, you're going up against Allmark, best goals against average in the league. So I'm going to hit the under in this one. And then I'm going to, same thing, I'm going to remain optimistic. I'm going to go 2 1 Oilers. Mm, I mean, that'd be a hell I of a like game it. from Stu. Yes. That- I mean, we hope we see it. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'm going to go Nugent Hopkins, two-point game, uh, two-plus points. Okay. And you know what? It's going to be a first tier. And I'm hoping that maybe I'll just be wrong because I've been wrong a few times. Uh, four or three overtime loss. I think Ooh. the Bruins continue their strengths here. But uh, I just wanted to finally go the other way because that's the first time in anyone's picked in our predictions an Oilers loss. So I'll be it. I'll be the bad guy and do it here. Uh, Tyler, thanks a lot for doing this today. Really appreciate you hopping on. Yeah. Thanks boys. Have a good uh, remainder of your weekend. You as well. Uh, Gavin, great work today. Appreciate what you do as per usual. We got to thank our sponsors at Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca slash nation. Use code nation for an exclusive rate. Also Betway, like we said, have some fun there. Do so responsibly, 19 plus. And uh, AMA Travel, we touched on it very quickly here. The Nation Vacation coming up shortly out in Toronto, uh, but they do everything. You can go anywhere. If you wanted to go to Latvia to visit Rob Shrimp and see what he's up to, they'd be the way to do it. Uh, AMA Travel, AMA Travel on Twitter and on Instagram, AMA underscore travel. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Here on Oilers Nation After Dark, I'm Connor Halley. Uh, once again, if you're on Facebook, hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, do the same. And on Twitter, uh, just just reply to us. Let us know. Tell us what you think. And um, yeah, a lot of fun. we got to thank Rob Shrimp for coming on here. Uh, yep. We'll try to keep that up throughout the uh, remainder of the season every once in a while. Grab some Oilers alumni to join us here and share their thoughts on the game. Hopefully we'll have better Wi-Fi connections. We know that's important. And we'll uh, fix up that as well. So I'm Connor Halley. He's Gavin the Intern. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you on Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.